This is cold. Don't be afraid. You have stolen my dreams. A green hydrogen powerhouse. Let's talk about climate change. Yeah, something new and different he's bringing to Radio National. Climate alarmism. I mean, honestly. How dare you? This is the last chance. Yes, this is the carbon counter, everything you need to know about climate economics and decarbonisation. And what if there was a way to not only lower household bills, inflation, but also carbon emissions in one fell swoop? Might sound a bit too good to be true. Well, American Australian engineer Dr Saul Griffith has developed a plan to sort of do just that through rapid mass-scale household electrification. In fact, Dr Griffith's US-based Rewiring America lobbied to make electrification the centrepiece of US President Joe Biden's uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which of course we know passed last year. He's now on a mission to rewire Australia. The New South Wales State Government has committed funding for the pilot program. Saul, welcome back to RN Drive. Uh, Thanks for having me, Andy. Good to talk to you again. Firstly, I mean, for those that don't know the model that we're referring to here, what, what is Rewiring Australia? Rewiring Australia is an advocacy organisation for the electrification of everything, working on the policy changes, the regulatory environment required, and scaling up the industry so that we can decarbonise quickly by electrifying our machines. You're quoted as saying that this rewiring Australia model is the fastest, cheapest way to decrease household bills and combat inflation and decarbonise the economy. It does sound a lot like Joseph Biden's ambitions of tying together economic and climate change ambitions all in the one go. How could that be true? How could it be possible to achieve all these outcomes in one go? Well, here's the story for an Australian household. Uh, a couple of years ago, we were paying $5,000 a year for all the energy bills for a house. That's their petrol, their diesel, that's their electricity, and that's their natural gas. Everyone's experienced that go up a huge amount in the last couple of years because of the Ukraine war and the su- supply chain crisis out there. And so it's probably closer to $7,000 a year now. But we know if you replace the two cars or the 1.8 cars in the average Australian driveway with electric vehicles, you replaced all their gas appliances with electric and you ran it on a mix of solar from their roof and renewables from the grid, they'd, they'd be paying less than $2,000 a year for the price of all their energy. So that's the, um, that's the anti-inflationary aspect because the other thing about fossil fuels is they keep inflating every year. But if you buy those pieces of equipment, you're financing them and you're paying a fixed cost of energy for the 10 or 20 years after it. So that's where the savings come from. That's also where the emission reductions come from. 42% of carbon dioxide emissions in Australia's domestic economy come from our households, so from our cars and our kitchens and our heating systems. And so that's how you get rid of a big whack of our emissions. And the good news is these are technologies that are ready to go, ready to deploy today. And of course, emission reductions are urgent and you you get more climate benefit the sooner you can do them. So this is something we can do while we wait for green steel, green hydrogen, green ammonia, these big picture technologies, uh, which aren't quite ready to go. While we wait for them to come true, we can decarbonise our households and save money. We, of course, are in a cost of living crisis. It's not that easy for the average Australian household to go out and buy a new $50,000 electric vehicle or put panels. My question really is about the upfront costs here. Does your model counter or include those? So that $2,000 cost is just the 
the price of electricity and financing the solar. So it doesn't buy you all the other pieces. Um, if you were to go out today and you were to buy all those pieces because the electric cars are still a bit more expensive, because the heat pumps are still a bit more expensive than gas, you wouldn't be in the money, so to speak. But we know the prices of batteries are falling extremely quickly. The forecast is the price of electric vehicles to be equal to the price of petrol or diesel vehicles in the showroom by about 2025 or 2026. And because we know that point, when that point comes, then the economics are a slam dunk for every Australian household. What we're really trying to advocate for is to get the regulatory environment correct now, run some pilots so that we've made sure all the technology holds together and so the whole country is ready to go at speed in a couple of years uh, as all of these technologies get to scale. When I first heard about your work, you'd mapped or modelled the entire US energy system. And I suppose I want to know about how we could learn from the US experience from that blueprint when it comes to sort of large-scale carbon emissions reductions in this country. How far are we behind compared to other economies? Well, you're a little bit behind because we haven't really been trying very hard at a policy level for the last two decades. But Australia is poised to go much faster than the rest of the world. So I'll, I'll split your question into two. As regards the modelling, we did this energy modelling with the Department of Energy to look at as much detail as you can of all the energy flow through the US economy. And you learn some things that are surprising but help you figure out how to do your emissions reductions. One is that nearly 10% of all the energy used in the US is used to find or mine or refine or transport fossil fuels. So if you eliminate the fossil fuels from the, the machines we use every day, you actually eliminate a huge amount of the demand for fossil fuels themselves because you need so much fossil fuel to get other fossil fuels. The real way that that influenced policy in the US, and I in fact gave a presentation to the US Senate on this topic, was that you have to think of two aspects of your climate strategy. The supply side, so where we get our energy from, and Australia's had that conversation a lot. Will we use wind or solar or a combination? Do we have enough hydro? Do we need nuclear? But that ignores the other half of the energy equation, which is the you know, roughly 60 million machines in Australia that burn fossil fuels that live in our homes or in our driveways or in our small businesses. So that's the demand side. And we've got to make sure that we are eliminating fossil fuels from them just as fast as we are greening the electricity on the supply side. Of course, last week, New South Wales Treasurer Matt Keane announced funding of $8 million uh, towards this goal. I want to find out about what projects this will help to stimulate and, and particularly the ability for that $8 million to snowball when you get other uh, private sector or philanthropic organisations also investing. Well, there's, there's a couple of things we need to do to, to get this picture right. And one is remove the remaining technical risk. So, you know, a couple of households in Australia might have gone zero emission, all their vehicles, all their pieces, but it wasn't an easy nor a cheap journey for them. But the other thing we haven't done is done a whole suburb. So the idea is that we electrify quite a lot of a whole suburb and that proves out that the technology is now mature for not crashing the local grid. It certainly is exciting stuff, Saul. We're going to have to leave it there. Dr. Saul Griffith is an Australian-American engineer and climate and energy expert and co-founder of Rewiring Australia. Good to talk to you, Saul. Thanks, mate. ABC RN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.